0: Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield thomas Hey there, gorgeous. It's Denise here and welcome to Chill and Prosper. If you couldn't tell by our lovely little jingle at the start that I know so many of you love. It's actually not me singing, by the way. It's uh, the beautiful Faraday Danger, who um, I asked her a little while ago now. I was like, can you do a podcast podcast jingle? And yep, she did it in one go. I'm like, yep, that's it. But a lot of people think it's me singing. And it's not. I wish I did. But anyway, welcome to another AMA episode, Ask Me Anything, where I really like going a lot of different directions, but these are sometimes little uh, business questions, marketing questions, money questions that only really take a couple of minutes each. And so it's really fun to to do that. So today is another one of those episodes where we go into such really cool different directions. And the first question that came in today was about how to involve a spouse. And I'm just not quite sure where to start in getting him interested in this. And so interested in this, I'm assuming, is Um, personal development, money mindset, all of those things. So that's a really great place to start because uh, if you're listening and you are in a relationship, you might be wondering the same thing, how to get your partner on board with your dreams, your goals, your entrepreneurial aspirations, or even just from a money mindset point of view, you might be realizing that you have a lot of money blocks um, that you're dealing with and then so you notice it even more in your partner and your spouse. But I know there are some people listening who are single and you might be thinking similarly, you're like, how do I manifest a partner with a good money mindset or someone who's interested in personal development? So I can just say, like, I've been with my husband, Mark, uh, since I was 23. And even though he was always, you know, like really good at school and like always really smart and interested in personal development, in a way, money mindset was not something that really came naturally to him. And so as I was learning more about it, I felt like I was getting kind of angry with him because I'd be like, dude, don't talk about money that way or don't say that. And he wasn't always on board with my entrepreneurial dreams. And I realized too is because I was surrounding myself in so many ways. My my whole life was starting to be layered with examples of entrepreneurship and success and wealthy people and wealthy women and that was really key for me whereas he wasn't you know and so I was reading books I was listening to podcasts I was in groups with people who were like oh I just did my first launch and I made five thousand dollars and I'd be like oh well that's possible for me too and so then when I'd say to him well I want to do a launch he'd be like but what how you know and I'd be like oh well I don't know and then it would make me feel really stressed and so Some of that is to, like, just realize, right, to realize that you're immersing yourself and they're not. You're seeing that it's possible and they haven't. Um, And so you can't really blame them sometimes for not getting it, Um, but you can try and start to kind of subliminally bring it in. So I remember saying to Mark, wow, look at this person, look at what she's done, and I would, like, show him or, you know, listen to stuff together. Um, But also I didn't have to feel like I had to make it his thing. I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. All I ask is that you don't be negative about it. So I would call him on it and go, no, don't talk about money like that. He'd be like, oh, well, if you do this, I'd go, no, when? And because I was doing it in a jokey way and not blaming him, he did start to change his language a little bit too. Um, So, yeah, just see how you're talking about things. But also if you're trying to get um, your partner interested from a money mindset perspective, come at it from a place of curiosity. You know, ask some questions about their childhood around money and their experiences around money and their jobs and pocket money and things like that. If you're in Money Bootcamp, by the way, those of you who are, there is a, um, a lesson about how to get your spouse on board and talk to your partner. And there's a lot of tips in there too. So if you're a Money Boot camper, go there. If you're not a Money Boot camper, actually, that's a really good place to plug, right? Go to denisedt.com slash bootcamp. Come and join us in Money Bootcamp, and we'll help you with that, because it can feel very lonely, um, you know, and you need people in your corner, you really do. So they're not always going to come on board, but you can make sure that you are responsible for your own money mindset, and then often they do. They start to shift and change. So good luck with that. Good luck. Okay. um, Oh, this is such a juicy question about hiring. So as I'm hiring to do some of my tasks, I feel like I'm putting myself out of a job. I realize that's the goal of many people. But when you're used to working hard and you enjoy it, how do you deal with feeling like you don't have enough to do? Great question. So I think in any business, we absolutely should look at what we can automate or outsource. And then you create this space for creativity. And that's really cool, right? So if you don't have enough to do, write a book. Write a book because writing a book is something that can really help any business. But it's also something that can really take up time and creative space. But it gives it somewhere to go. What I see some people do when they get bored or when they have a bit more time is that they break their business because they start to go, oh, maybe we should do this or maybe we should quit that and they they break it. Or they feel so guilty that they don't take a salary because they're like, oh, but my employees are doing the work so they should get paid and I shouldn't. Instead of realising, no, you are the heart that everything's revolving around, right? So, yeah, how do you deal with feeling like you don't have enough to do? Write a book. That will take care of that energy and it will create lots of opportunities for you. And that's what I'm doing in my business. So I am writing different money mindset books for different industries, money mindset for writers, money mindset for body workers, money mindset for, I don't know, anything, dance teachers. Um, And that gives me space to like when I'm outsourcing things in my business, I don't have to do everything in my business anymore or at home. It gives me somewhere for that to go that energy and creativity but it all ro- it all roads lead to money bootcamp, so it's all going to benefit every part of the business so i'm not breaking anything i'm not going off on shiny objects but i'm giving my create giving my creativity somewhere to go so maybe that will help maybe that will help okay the next question is how to prep for time off slash maternity leave Now, I actually have written about this several times. I've written about this for each of my three kids. So if you just Google Denise DT, um, maternity leave, preparing your business for babies, all that kind of stuff, I think I've done podcast episodes around it too. But I think this is really cool because regardless of if people want to have kids or not, there's something there about building your business so it can be flexible You know, you might want to travel. You might want to live overseas for a little bit. You might want to write a book and have some creative space. You might want to work on a different project. Um, You might have a chronic illness. You might have, like, you might get sick, you know. You might have caring responsibilities for someone else. So I think there's just something to be said there for just having your business be flexible as much as possible. Um, And so when I started preparing for maternity leave, it made me realise um, like I needed to be a better CEO in lots of ways and I needed to delegate more and I needed more passive income and I needed some systems in my business. And so it was kind of an enforced way for me to be a better CEO because I had a deadline, right? That's when I first started batching content as well. I started, you know, doing my video, my videos ahead of time and I spent most of my pregnancy creating a lot of content. So I would have it when I, um, you know, on the other side of having a baby. But actually, that was one of the best things I've ever done for my business. And I still do that now in my business. So, um, oh, and I I made my course evergreen. I created some passive income stuff. I cleaned up some of my funnels, you know, just things like that, beneficial for any business. But what's cool about it is when you've got, um, a baby coming, you do have a deadline, right? So you just make it happen. So yeah, I think all of those things are really great, but I think all of us should do them all the time. You know, maybe it's hiring an assistant to uh, to help to do some things, or hiring a community manager if you've got groups, and setting those boundaries ahead of time. And even though I actually didn't take a lot of maternity leave because I spent most of my maternity leaves um, writing books, I didn't have Podcasts interviews with other people I didn't have a lot of commitments that would be stressful I only had things that could be flexible so that was a that took strategy as well and that took planning and things but all those things were really great for my business in general like each one of my babies I doubled my income um and so yeah that's a that's a good one to, like blah, 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 blah what I was gonna say is um Jen Cudmore is a kinesiologist that I worked with um I think when maybe my second baby was coming or third baby, I can't remember. And she said, "Um, babies come with a loaf of bread under each arm. And I was like, I've never heard that. And so I started, I shortened that to be babies bring abundance And that was the mentality I went into for each of my pregnancies. Babies bring abundance. Babies bring abundance. Because of all those things I'd already mentioned that anyone can do regardless if you're having babies or not, is to be like, oh, now I'll do passive income. Now I'll have systems. Now I'll um, get help in my business. And that mantra really helped me, though, to see it as a positive thing and not see it as a scary thing. And I really do think all my babies have brought abundance. Well, they did. They doubled my business, not because of having baby because of all the other things that I did I had less time I had to put more boundaries into place all of those things are good for everybody yeah all right great question oh I love this next question I love every question every question's my favorite how to write a book productivity etc ah now I have written about this too so if you want even more advice on this I've written about this so for me let me just tell you how for me it works for me I need accountability to write books um, I need a really strong deadline to write a book. So I have pre-sold books. I have um, you know, worked with publishers to have a strong deadline. And I've hired book coaches. And so the, the through line on all three of those things is accountability. Because I never feel like writing. I love thinking about writing. I love the romanticism of being a writer. But I don't always, like, s- sit down and do it. <laughs> I really don't. And... Um, So what would work for you? Would it be accountability? Would it be a coach? Would it be a business bestie? Would it be joining a program where you're writing with other people? Um, And then you just literally sit down and you write it. (laughs) You just write it. The other thing that helped for me, I I like um, planning stuff out. So I like doing a framework of going, what are the chapters about? What's in each chapter? And then so then what I do is when I look at, when I sit down to write stuff, I don't write it chronologically. I write whatever I can handle writing at the time. So it's like, what do I have energy for? And then I write it like that. Um, Yeah, path of least resistance. I've also heard a lot of people say that they um, dictate their books. So that might be easy. Barbara Cartland, pre like AI and pre like technology, she would lie on her chaise longue and she would dictate her books to her assistant who would then type it up. So there's always ways you can write books. You can get someone to interview you and that's your book. You can – if you've got a course, you can – look at the course and how do you write a book you can interview people and that's your book there's lots of different ways to do it and I'm actually going to be experimenting I'm creating my own system at the moment because I'm writing money mindset guides right for different professions so I'm like okay what I'm going to do is I'm going to get all the boot campers of a particular profession together I'm going to ask some questions and because I always think of things on the fly so I'm like oh that's how I'm going to write my book I'm going to have a really good system for it I promise so how you write a book you just decide to write it and you have a deadline <laughs> that's it I wish I could I wish I could tell you that it magically appear but there's always ways to make it easier for yourself and r- read books about writers I love Stephen King's book about writing it's called On Writing it's very inspiring I love um, so, sorry Stephen King's book On Writing Stephen Pressfield's book The War of Art about it's very short it's just about all the painful things you go through when you're writing and you just get over them so, they're two, two books I think you'll really like. Okay, I've got more questions after the break. Um, things about like how to uh, gain self trust, how to set goals, how to take advantage of opportunities, creativity, all of those things and more. And I will see you right after the break. See you in a sec. Hi, I'm Steph, founder of thenshecreated.com, where I offer creativity and business coaching. My first introduction to Denise was through her audiobook, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I immediately opened the notes up on my phone and did every exercise in the book. Denise's honesty was so refreshing and the information was insightful and practical. I joined Money Bootcamp and have completely transformed how I view money, the world, and myself. By the time I started my business, I'd let go of huge amounts of fear and social programming. I've never felt more confident and able to deal with the challenges in life and business. I'd highly recommend Denise's books and courses if you want to let go of fear, build your confidence, and feel empowered to explore new possibilities for your future. Hi, welcome back, and I'm answering so many different questions today. One is about, uh, the first one, jumping straight in, how do you regain self-trust when you keep missing your own goals? Now, this can be tricky because I can see people often like really getting discouraged about this discouraged about um, not hitting their targets, all of those things. And sometimes it actually makes people wary about setting goals in the first place or wary about actually taking action in their business. So, like, make your goals a little bit smaller. Some of us need big stretch goals to feel motivated. Some of us need itty-bitty goals to feel good about ourselves. And it's okay to feel good about yourself. Do you ever, like... Um, like write things down on your to-do list that you've already done, just so you can tick them off. Well, think about it in the same way: is how can you f- get success? How can you feel successful by achieving baby steps and making a big deal a big deal out of the baby steps? Because otherwise, you're just going to feel like a failure, and you're going to it's not going to fu- feel fun. So maybe change the goalposts a little bit. Give yourself credit for what you are doing. Um, give yourself quick wins. I remember hearing Will Arnett say this, the actor Will Arnett. He says, low-hanging fruit is still fruit. Still fruit. You can still eat it. Still tastes good. So it's okay for things to be easy. Um, And, yeah, you might need to do a lot of cheerleading for yourself. A lot, a lot of cheerleading. Uh, This next question is very similar, actually. More on goal setting and what you allow yourself to dream about versus what you truly desire and dream about. Um, This is a tricky one, right, because, again, it's so personal, so, so personal. Some of us really get motivated by having big stretch goals. Like we love pulling miracles out of our butt. We like, you know, doing things that are wild. But for other people, that might really stress you out, really stress you out, and you might just get frozen with indecision and, and totally terrified and scared. So you have to know thyself what motivates you? Do you feel motivated by a big stretch goal or do you feel like a failure? So you have to get clear on that, right? Then the other thing is is it's okay to dream. It's free to dream. It's free to dream. So do you allow yourself to even do things that are free? Here's an example. You might go, I really desire to live in a big mansion. And so I'll say to people, great, go and see a big mansion. And they go, oh, no, no, they won't believe me. I'm not really buying a mansion right now. And I'm like, you are buying a mansion. It's just how quickly do you want to buy it? Like if that's what you desire, you have to live as if that is a possibility one day, right? It is one day. So you are going and looking at what mansions you like for when you have the money. <laughs> but it's it's like you're not even allowing yourself to, to window shop. You're not even allowing yourself to really dream about it. And what I say to people is like when you've got a big desire – that's what helps you take the action to get the thing. If I hadn't gone and looked at all of those properties around my dream area and really like had the desire in my heart in my stomach in every cell of my being that one day I was going to live there, I never would have gone back into my office and did the things that I had to do to get there. I wouldn't have had the courage to do it so your desire only has to be a tiny tiny bit bigger than that and also you're allowed to just you're allowed to look, you're allowed to dream you're allowed to have a Pinterest board. You know, no one's going to like knock on your door and go, oi, you're not allowed to look at that. It's like you're allowed to dream. So give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to go into beautiful stores and touch beautiful things. Give yourself permission to try on beautiful things. Give yourself permission to discern what you like and what you don't like. And that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Why not you? And in the process of those things, you'll uncover your imposter syndrome. You'll uncover you know ideas and stories you have about yourself but you'll acclimatize to it you'll acclimatize to bigger and better things and you will feel like you belong there and that's actually something if you've got kids too and you're not you know super wealthy or abundant yet wouldn't that be such a gift to give to your kids that you know what we're allowed in fancy stores yep yeah, like it doesn't matter we're not buying anything like we're we're allowed to look and 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 touch things and believe that it's possible for us. What a gift you can give to your kids to do that. And what a gift you can give to yourself to to, to allow yourself to dream. It's free to dream. Remember that. It's free to dream. Okay. All right. How to balance um, having and delivering on a plan while taking advantage of opportunities that come along that might be short-term. And this is very similar to a question I answered before about, um, you know, like, if non-ideal clients, are you rejecting abundance from the universe? If you go, no. You know what? Sometimes you just got to, like, sometimes you just got to take money. Like, let's be pragmatic about this, right? Sometimes it's like, cool, we'd all love to only do things that we love to do all the time. And yes, that's where you're going. But it's okay if you need to take a part-time job. Sometimes, okay, if you want to take on a non-ideal client. There are no rules about this. Um, are you blocking abundance from the universe? Sometimes. But so is, like, not being able to pay your bills—that's stressful too. So you have to be like compassionate with yourself, you know. And this is again for some personalities, you're you're motivated by the adrenaline rush of having to do it. But sometimes people are paralyzed by that, right? So it's totally okay. You're allowed to, yeah. You're allowed to have a day job. You're allowed to take on non-ideal clients sometimes. Um, but you know, do it with your eyes wide open. Sometimes it's short term. Sometimes it's only a couple of clients with that. You're still allowed to have boundaries, even if you feel like you need the money and always have your eye on, your, on the prize. Where are you going? Where are you going? And make those little adjustments as you need to. Okay. Next question is very similar, actually. Creative solutions to bringing in more cash. Um, what, yeah, what do you do when you just need to bring in cash? So, This is really great, right, because sometimes we forget what we already have to offer people. So if you already have a course or a program or something like that, sometimes we think, oh, I need to create something new. And we forget, no, 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 I've got this thing that people can buy. And I do this sometimes with Money Bootcamp. I'm like, I've got a program that can really help people. And then I'll be like, oh, what can I do? And I go, no, no, sell more bootcamps. And that for me is short, a shortcut way of going, help more people, Denise, help more people with something you already have. Um, so there's that, right? And, but also when in doubt, sell an hour of your time. You have skills, you have advice, you have support that you can offer people, sell an hour of your time. Send out an email. I've got five spots where I can brainstorm with you. There's always something that you have that someone else might need, Um And so you don't have to necessarily be creative around that. Sometimes it's just making the offer to people and saying, I've got this thing. Do you want this thing? Um, So when in doubt, sell an hour of your time. But you know what? You can do anything to bring in money. It's just whether it's worth it to you or not. People often ask me about like selling things secondhand. If they're like, oh, should I, you know, sell this on Marketplace or is that Not manifesting money in my business and I'm like sometimes you just need the money and if you've got time why not right I buy things off Facebook marketplace I sell things sometimes on marketplace sometimes it's worth my time sometimes it's not we did a big garage sale recently at our farm getting rid of like I don't know just old chairs and crockery and like you know trim that we didn't use or old doors that we replaced and it was two days like really long hours eight till like three o'clock And we made, I think we made, I don't know, a couple of thousand dollars, right? And so, yeah, it kind of was worth it. But I could make a couple of thousand dollars helping people in money boot camp or having a VIP day with someone. So sometimes you just got to go, is it worth it? And yeah, it was worth it because we needed to get rid of all that stuff. Um, So you can do anything, right? You can sell stuff. But always just think, what can I do to help somebody in my business? Because, you know, that's what we're here to do. Right, And that's that's the advice that I can give is there's always, when in doubt, sell something to people that they need. <laughs> just do that. Okay. Um, I'd love to hear about, more about why it's so difficult to live when money is flowing in with guilt, unease, worry and such. Yes. What a great question. Um, sometimes we think that there's an amount of money that we have that will everything will just feel easy breezy and we'll never feel guilt again and we'll just, you know, always feel good about ourselves. And it's not true. You know, there will be times where you will still feel guilty even with money. And I can just share my experience. I feel guilty all the time. Um, I'm very abundant, I'm very wealthy. And that brings its own layer of guilt, right? I go, oh, people are not going to like me. Or, you know, who am I to have so much when other people don't have any? So the guilt is not never something that goes away with or without money. If you're someone who like feels like that, which I am. I am someone who feels responsible for the whole world. I am an oldest eldest child. Um, my mum was really, you know, young when I was growing up, so that's just me. So I have to always work on my feelings of guilt and shame, and just be like, I am enough. It's enough. I serve. I deserve. And that is an affirmation that I use a lot. I serve. I deserve. I serve, I deserve. And that really helps me because I know that when money's flowing easily, I know I spend that in ways that enrich other people. And I'm sure everybody listening is the same. You with more money can only create good in the world. And you have to remind yourself that, you know, good things do like good in the world as long as money's in the hands of good people. Rich, greedy people, doesn't matter how much money they have or how little, they will be greedy. Okay, so just I think that's that I serve, I deserve. Thing that's so important. Okay, the next question. How to make money for a big purchase that might seem unattainable now, like something like land, you know, and this is great, right, to be um, a good custodian of an asset for f- future generations, how to make money for something like that. Now, I have done this several times with properties because I think properties are something houses, land, is something that's very emotional, very, very emotional. And for me, when I've fallen in love with a property, it's given me a huge motivation to do a big launch in my business. And that's like, that's cool. I love that, right? So how to make money for something is you fall in love with something. And I, as I said, I'd go to every open house in my dream neighborhood until I It captured my imagination, my desire so much that I would go back and I would work on my business. I would do the things that felt scary in my business because I really, really desired that so, so much. And when um, I was like doing big launches to pay for my beach house, my rose farm, like every day I would watch the real estate listing video. Every night before I went to bed, when I woke up in the morning, I would go visit the properties and I'd be like, I'm going to get the money. I'll be right back. But I put myself in that desire um, because that's what it takes to do those big things sometimes, a really big desire. It's not like really big ambition. In my experience, I'm ambitious, but that's not enough for me to do scary things sometimes. It's the desire is the important thing for me. And then I'll go, I'll go and do the thing. I'll go and do the thing. And that's, that's what Hopefully, you will do as well. So put yourself in that in that flow. Um, I actually do have a good process though. So if you go to denisedt.com slash manifest, manifest, um, I have a free course and you can go through my five-step manifesting formula and you can see like, you know, putting yourself in that desire and decluttering. It's all the things I've done whenever I wanted to manifest a big house, a big property. And you can follow that process again and again, no matter what you want to manifest. Okay, well, I hope you've got some inspiration. I want to hear from you, actually, what what advice did you need to hear today? What advice did you need to hear? And I will be back in one second with my final thought for today, something I'm burning to tell you about um, right after this last break. Hi, this is Steffi Müsse, I'm from Germany, and I'm a social media marketing mentor, but with a chill approach. So of course I'm reading Chill and Prosper right now, but the first book that I read was Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I just love Denise's writing. Even though her books are about making money and being in business, it's so fun to read and easy to understand. By reading Get Rich Lucky Bitch, I had loads of aha moments. For example, that not everyone thinks the same way about money than I do, and that I have to keep out of my clients' pockets. Denise's work really helped to improve my business and income. So thank you, Denise. Okay, so my final thought is like this being custodians of assets and land. I'm so passionate about this. And Every time I felt too big for my boots, I'm like, oh, my God, who am I to live in this neighborhood? Who am I to own property? I just remember that some of those early pioneers, like, they were just men who had no idea what they were doing, you know, mavericks and just guys who were just like, yeah, I can be the thing. And most towns, they have streets and parks and areas named after these men who just did it, right? And they just did what they wanted to do. And I'm just so passionate that now is our time to do that too. You know, and you might think, who am I to own land or be the custodian of a historic building or a house or land? And I'm like, yeah, this is our time. And we have the mechanism to do it. Your business can be the vehicle for you creating anything that you want, but you have to give yourself permission to dream it. So I would love, 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 you know, if you've got a a property in your town or a desire I think property is just one of those things that's life-changing, right? But here's what I want you to do. I want you to send me the link. So, you know, post it on social media and tag me. You know, like if you want to do it publicly, just say, I've always loved this building or this is my dream house or whatever. But always feel free to DM me as well because I love being being witness to other people's big dreams. And like, you know, I'm nobody. I grew up on welfare, never owned anything. My family never owned anything. And now I am the custodian of several historic buildings and properties because I've just gone why not me and had the desire for it so I will help you hold that vision for yourself and this is the next phase right this is what we're here to do and to be those people and hopefully in future times you know we'll have streets and parks and things named after us or if not we're just going to be custodians for a while of some beautiful meaningful land and why not us everything everything that you desire can be made manifest It really can. So remember, I've got that free course to you, denisedt.com slash manifest. Ah, All right. I can't wait to see all your links. Show me, show me. And um, at Denise DT. And I'll see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.